seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogue it world. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogue it world. Another episode of The Hopeless Show, and we are recording on January 13th, Friday the 13th. I know you'll be listening to this next week, but uh, any superstitions? Um, I remember when I was a kid, when we would do the whole, like, don't step on a crack and you'll break your mother's back. That was the one that haunted me the most because I never wanted to be responsible for something so terrible. Um, other than that, I don't really have any superstitions i don't think well, wait let's go back to that one uh you didn't step on a crack did your mother ever break her back well i did step on cracks she has not broken her back um she did break her collarbone a couple years ago um, were you stepping on cracks a lot then honestly i've stopped paying attention it was more when i was a kid so that's probably why she didn't break her collarbone when i was a kid um and she did when i was adult and i've stopped paying attention to the cracks. Um, although I will say, um, and I still do it. Like if like, for example, I, you know, like the long hotel hallway carpeting, right? There's always some sort of intricate pattern, some blocky pattern, this and that instinctively. I will always like walk within like, like colored space areas and not like break patterns. Like I try to step in the patterns. Um, and like, especially if I'm by myself, you know, so it's kind of like hopscotch a little bit, but not really hopping. So I'm very observant over that. Um, and also, if Dude, there's you're, like you're you're messed up. That's I know weird. that's really weird. Also, if there's like tiled flooring, but like big tiles, it's not like I avoid the cracks, but I like having my feet fully within each tile, um, and then stepping. You have, um, if any of our listeners have a good therapist out there for Rohit. <laughs> We need, he obviously needs help for these weird idiosyncrasies. No, it's just abnormal. It's, it's, it's like scratching an itch. It's like every time I step within there, it's like, it feels like a bit of relief, you know? Oh, I can relate. Okay. I can relate to that. I had this yeah. atrocious um, viral rash infection in December <laughs> and it was the, like the thing that doctors, I was put on like three different medicines, a steroid and two antibiotics. It was very bad. Um, it just didn't go on my face but it was disgusting. And the doctor, his one thing is, you know, it'll get better with the medicines and to not scratch. And I'm like, dude, dude, Dr. Kim, are you kidding me? This is so itchy. You're saying I'm not allowed to scratch the thing that all I can do is think about is scratching it. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it, 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 come on. Like you went to medical school. Really? That's your advice? Yeah. I mean, I think about it even this way. Like it's, even if it's not, needing to be scratched, you can make your mind even want to scratch it more. Like I, for all the listeners right now, I want you to think about this point on the tippy top crown of your scalp and just focus on it for a second. You can feel the hair there or maybe you're bald, whatever, but just know that it's itchy right now. Just know that you probably <laughs> wouldn't mind just, just dragging your nail, just scratching it just a little bit. Just even, it's a tiny bit scratchy. Now it's actually getting scratchier and I know you need to scratch it. 
Oh, I'm itching in my scalp right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really hard not to. I'm trying everything I can to not. There we go. Aaron just gave up. Oh, my God. It feels so good. <laughs> so, yeah, imagine if it's actually a scratch, uh, itchy and you need to really scratch it. It's even worse. But anyway, yes. Welcome well, to The Hopeless Show. Well, welcome to The Hopeless Show. We're, uh, we're ready to bring you a pretty wild show. We're going to be uh, covering everything from gas stoves to the State of the Union to the Golden Globes to some really good hope with uh, with I am able later in the in the show. So can't wait to to share all of that with you. And, and why don't we jump right in? And now that we've covered January 13th, Friday 13th, you have a topic, Rohit, that I don't know how many people are aware of, but I'm curious where you're going with this. Ooh, yeah, this is about that gas stove ban. Something that I feel is worthy of my own personal January 6th. And <laughs> like, I am just not happy right now. All, you know, for, for those out of the loop, what happened was all of a sudden, earlier this week, every politician decided, or, or every group of one politician decided, you know what? We're going to try and ban gas stoves. And we're going to try and make them impossible again. All of a sudden, they're all in lockstep as if it is the most urgent thing. And they're saying, yeah, you know, it can cause irritants. You know, there's links to irritation in lungs and asthma for children in homes with gas stoves that have poor ventilation. What? And so now because of poor ventilation, they're, they're going to ban gas stoves altogether and new home constructions and renovations. You will not be allowed to purchase gas stoves. We have to switch to electric. Oh, and it's quite coincidental that the, uh, you know, moving away from uh, natural gas and moving towards uh, companies that specialize in creating alternate forms of electricity to power, you know, the grid in a more electric format. Oh, those happen to be also the ones that are, are, you know, really in the pockets of a lot of lawmakers, you know, a lot of the green energy out there. So all of a sudden it's this coordinated attack on gas. Meanwhile, we still have lead pipes. We still have preservatives in food. We still have freaking alcohol. We have so many things that are actually dangerous but they are going after gas stoves and it's the most obvious I, thing to line the pockets I, and I'm so angry. I love lead pipes. I love processed foods and I love alcohol. Yeah, it's, I mean, the best water tastes when it comes out of lead, you know, you get the little black flakes in it and then oh. you get the, you get the headaches or you get a little bit of a buzz and then like a tumor, it's great. But no, they're going after gas stoves because gas in itself is harmless, but poor ventilation of gas is a problem and so yeah might as well get rid of all the gas so this is like the most nonsensical thing ever and it seems i don't know maybe it's a distraction from all of the the files the third cache of files that's being found you know or maybe it's a distraction from you know the billions of dollars of spending um or just how we can't agree on tax code reform or anything like that where they're going after our gas stoves and i've had enough all right i've got hope for you it's really the hopeless show, right? Okay. I have hope for you. What do you got? So two part, two part hope. The first part is I actually love Foreman grills. There's a barbecue that I have that's an electric grill and it tastes the exact same as grilling on gas, you know, grilling with a gas grill. 
And so, and they're like a hundred bucks. I really recommend, look at the Foreman grill. It looks just like a barbecue. You can use it anywhere. You can even use it inside. And, and don't worry, I'll get to part two. But I feel, I, I always say to people, use these. They're really easy to clean. They're, it's delicious. The flavor's good. Um, yeah. So that's part one. And then, and then part two, and then you can rebuttal my hope is, one great thing that happened with this gas stove ban is the president said no. He just like executive ordered no. I think he likes gas stoves. He straight up said no. We're not doing gas stove bans. <laughs> <laughs> he must love uh, grilling in in uh, in Delaware or wherever he vacations. And uh, so the fact that he's just straight up to the uh, to the woke gas ban people, he's straight up saying no. So that gives me hope that hell yeah, Joe, <laughs> that if he said no, I don't, I just don't think they can do anything about it. So yeah. two part hope there is an alternative. And the president just said no. <laughs> Thank, honestly, that, that would be one of the things I would revere him most for. Um, and that's great because food is important. And here's the thing. I cook a lot. Um, Aaron, you've eaten my cooking at times. Great. And, really yeah, good cook. I, I re thank you. And I really love to do it. And what the problem is, is on an electric stove. Yes, the food tastes the same in many ways. However, I use a lot of carbon steel and a lot of cast iron. Cast iron takes way longer to heat up. And without gas, you can't really control the temperature. A lot of times you need to do immediate temperature controls, which is actually much more impacted on carbon steel. So with my carbon steel pan, as well as my carbon steel wok, being able to dynamically adjust the temperature and, and even the carbon steel wok, I get a big ass flame. I have a wok burner, right? And oh, that's yeah. like literally shooting up like a jet engine of fire into my stove. And I got a good ventilation, got windows, got all that stuff. And you can't make a proper stir fry on an electric, right? You can't achieve the heat. You can't achieve that's called a wok high, you know, where you dip your wok and you have actually the flames creep into the wok and burn the edges of the vegetables and the chicken yeah, and all that. Better. Yeah. You can't do that on an electric. Um, so that's, it's, it's, I think I love food and I love cooking and, um, just like cars now, I guess I'm gonna have to buy all old cars or houses with old existing gas stoves because I only drive manual transmissions and I'm only cooking gas. So I'm just going to be living in the woods one day with my manual transmission car and my gas stove. Well, don't you feel that I hear all your pain? I hear all your suffering. But the fact that Biden has said, yes, that helps. Won't, Honestly, it won't happen. On top of that, what if gas stoves are the uniter? in our country imagine wow okay that's a whole angle i didn't think about ted cruz was came out like anti this ban and joe biden also did this is a this is bipartisan legislation oh happening God. as we speak this is truly probably the most hope i felt on the show in a long time so oh. thank you for positioning it like that you can ring that gong all right let me ring the gong it is look with this show, we bring hope in all forms and we can find hope in all forms. And in this case, we found hope about uniting our country with gas stoves. And oops, and a rooster, wrong, wrong button. Oops, wrong button again. Third time's the charm. Gong. Yes, that is our hope gong. That is our hope gong. So uh, congrats. And now, Rohit, we have... We do the crypto watch segment every week about cryptocurrency. Last week we did predictions on what would happen. 
And we have hopes. Uh, do you know what's been going on with cryptocurrency in the last week? Well, I know that some of the meme stocks, not crypto, but like AMC um, went up like 60% in a week. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been following the rest because it's, again, too upsetting um, from all my lost profits and missed opportunities. But what do we got, Aaron? Well, no, you're still totally screwed. But overall... <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, but overall, there is hope because... Because let me let me get the uh, the facts here. Um, so in the last week, one big thing happened. Uh, FTX, the big the big platform that got uh, eliminated, they came up with uh, a bunch of money to refund people to mm -hmm. give people who had had uh, FTX money. So there were a bunch of breakthroughs in crypto, and I believe it's. Crypto has gone up since last week when we both predicted it would go up. It's gone up about 10%. Okay. Okay. Like, I think we said Bitcoin when it was uh, last week, it was at 16. I think we said 16,000 and now it's at like, let me see. It is at 19,000 now. Oh, okay. Which, now, which immediately gives me FOMO that we should have bought more. I know. I mean, in the last five days, uh, Dogecoin went from seven cents to now uh, eight cents. So it's gone up. It's, you know, that's over 10%. Yeah. So, you know, pe people listen to this show because they want hope. They want advice that shouldn't be taken. And they want uh, some laughs, some tears. But in this case, you got brilliant advice from the two of us where we're usually wrong. We said it's going to go up and it went up immediately. And I just, I feel my ego just went up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we're, we're always right. We're always right. We, neither of us did anything to buy it. Like we didn't take our own advice, but we were right. It is Bitcoin is up uh, to a high. Let's see. What's the, everyone wants to know what, how long, when was it last this high? It wasn't last this high since like October of last year. Okay. So it's That's been a great. number of months since it's been this high. And even the NASDAQ went up. I know that uh, too. So crap. Hey, whatever, you know, people in power are doing, let's hope that this is, this is real, but I'm feeling pretty happy. So good job to whoever. To us. Good yeah. job to us. Actually, yes, this is purely the doing of the hopeless show. Yeah. We, we make things happen we will things to happen because we think it and when we think it it happens and also obviously to our millions of listeners you have influence too because then you go to your crypto people and you buy and anyway we we know it's us and i guess we'll i mean since everyone is you know thanking us as we speak i'm getting texts left and right thank you oh us breaking alert we just got a nobel <laughs> yes yes we did <laughs> Oh man, imagine if we ever got a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh my god. Yeah, it's <laughs> Oof. We would be that, easily among the top or bottom 5 least qualified people to have gotten one. Yes, we would. Yeah. But man, I I would I would definitely frame that in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I could look at it every time I'm uh I'm uh, hanging out there. So that's uh that's our crypto watch a very positive one we haven't had a positive one in like a year so Rowan, i believe you have something with uh sports because we've yeah big sports big sports coming up 
Big oh my fun. goodness. And you know, and for those long listeners of the show, you know that Aaron and I, we often place bets on what's going to happen when it comes to playoff time, you know, World Series, Super Bowl, NFL, NBA, all that. Um, now, with the NFL playoffs starting, we are going to make some predictions. And last year, I believe it was, I won the bet. You did. Um, and Aaron, for the, for the entire following year, when he stayed through until the Giants played their last game of the season, which they have not yet, Giant uh, Aaron, who hates the Giants, had to be a vocal Giants fan. And he has, he has come through. Like in our chats with our group, you know, he's always like, go Giants, go Giants, go Giants. He's probably had hundreds of those where he spammed the chat. He's, you know, become a vocal Daniel Jones supporter. Possibly because <laughs> Daniel Jones helped him win a fantasy championship. Um, possibly. Possibly. And um, he's you know, the, the for those who don't know sports well, he's the quarterback for the New York Giants. Yes, thank you. Thank not, you. So, not, a, not a household name. So just not a household name yet. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to quickly make some matchup predictions and Super Bowl predictions. And let's see where we end up. Now, this is the beginning of it all. So, Aaron, uh, I'm uh, I'm looking at a playoff bracket right now that I'm actually going to drop into the chat. So we're both looking at the same screen. Um, oh, I have you, to do our pool. I'm going to do our pool. Yes, yes. We are also are doing our postseason pool. Um, so looking at this matchup, we're going to go, uh, buy a few matchups, pick our winners and then pick our eventual Super Bowl matchup. Okay. So, all right. So cool. We got the Jaguars versus the chargers. Um, number four seed versus five seed. Who do you got there? It's a tough one. I, I'm definitely rooting for the chargers. I love the chargers because nobody else does. That's basically why I love them. And yeah. It's uh, it's going to be played at SoFi. Yep. There will probably be as many Jaguar fans as Charger fans, <laughs> and, and it probably won't sell out. So interesting. Uh, <coughs> it'll be interesting. So I think the I, I'm I've got to go with the Chargers here. I just I think the Jaguars are fine, but the Chargers are on paper just such a better team. Um. I'm actually going to go with the Jaguars. Um, there's a report that Mike Williams, star wide receiver for the Chargers, is not going to play this weekend with a back fracture Ooh. that he sustained during practice or it was aspirated during practice. During practice. Um, additionally, I think coaching. I think Brandon Staley is a good coach, but uh, I don't think he's managed to get the most out of Justin Herbert this season, whereas you're seeing, you're seeing an ascendant Trevor Lawrence under Super Bowl winning coach Doug Peterson. And I think the Jags are just firing on all cylinders. I think they won six straight maybe, um, but I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Okay, so we have a difference right there. Yep. Cincinnati-Baltimore, three versus six. Um, I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go with Cincinnati because right now, um, I don't know if it's been confirmed that Lamar Jackson is uh, he's back. Out. He's, he's not playing. He's, okay, so he's definitely not going to play. I think this is an easy one. Even though Cincinnati is a really poor offensive line, um, I do think that uh, you know a healthy Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow can get be, get through that line, even though Baltimore's defense is awesome. Um, even I think this is going to be a good game that is uh, in Cincinnati, and I'm picking the Bengals. And don't forget murderer T. Higgins. Murderer? Yeah, he almost murdered uh, Hamlin on the field. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Unintentionally. Unintentionally, he, yeah. It's uh, almost manslaughter. -er. Manslaughter, yes. Uh, so I'm. this is the easy one for me, too. The Cincinnati Bengals 100% are going to win this game. 
All right. Buffalo, Miami. What do you got? Oh, man. So Miami Dolphins are my team. I've been a fan of them my whole life. Made the playoffs for the third time in 20 years this season, barely. Our star quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, is in concussion protocol and is not playing. Teddy Bridgewater, the backup, may play. We don't know yet. It's a TBD thing. And then Skylar Thompson, our third string quarterback, is awful. He's a very he should not be in the NFL. He should be in yeah. like the CFL or play in like the Indian Football League in Bombay or something. Yeah, I so, agree. So uh, I know, I know. I can't it's so hard to pick against my team, but I guess for the purposes of this podcast, I'm gonna pick the Dolphins. Okay. I have well, to. I can't do it. I can't do it. I respect that. I respect that, but it's not going to happen. And I'm actually truly, I'm not, I haven't lost a bet, but I'm truly rooting for, for Miami to pull, to come out of the AFC. That's my pick. That's who I want to see make it. Um, but I think with Skylar Thompson, rookie third string quarterback, at, you know, at Buffalo in that weather, I just can't see it. So sadly, uh, I'm not rooting against you, uh, your team. I'm rooting hard for Miami, but I don't think that they pull it out here. Um, and I agree with you. I agree with you. I just can't do it. I'm not yeah. going to pick against my team. So that leaves us. I'm not going to go through the rest of the matches, but that leaves us, you know, with a few differences. But who is your AFC? Who's your pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Now that we did the first round of matchups, um, AFC in the Super Bowl, the Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Now let's go to the NFC. Uh, and I've you've got the Bengals. I've got Buffalo. Okay, um, that's the probably popular pick. Yeah. Um, all right. On the right side, we got Tampa, Dallas, uh, Tampa, Dallas. Oh, this is going to be close. I I'm 50, 50 here. I think I'm going to lean Tampa. I'm going Dallas in a blowout. Ooh. Um, yeah. I think Dallas is going to light them up. Um, even though Dak's been throwing a lot of interceptions, I think that the team is just too strong on both sides of the ball. Um, how about Minnesota and the giants? Again, 50-50, I go back and forth. I think I'll I'll hedge, I'll go. You know what? I've been a fan all year. Go Giants. Yes. And I think this one, I hate I hate predicting my own team because I generally try to be, uh, you know, has set low expectations, but I do think the Giants pull this one out. They almost won in Minnesota. Uh, Delvin Cook is possibly not healthy. The Minnesota offensive line is not looking great, and the Giants, are operating at full strength. We're close to full strength for the first time this whole season. So um, I'm thinking it's going to be a close game. The Giants will just pull it out. And then the last one, San Francisco, Seattle. Simple, easy, to the point, San Francisco. Same. And out of the NFC, I've got the Eagles. Who do you got? And I have the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, it's I got those two going up in the NFC Championship. I'm going to have the Eagles pull it out. So it'll be for me, Eagles, Bills in the Super Bowl, and I predict Buffalo wins. And that means you've got Cincinnati and the Niners in the Super Bowl. And who do you got? I believe the championship, Super Bowl champions, will be the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, all right. So they got a second shot at it. So you pick Bengals over Niners. I pick Bills over Eagles. Um, all right. So now we got to figure out who, what the, what the bet's on. Uh, I don't want to lose it. <laughs> well, look, we don't, uh, 
we can let's ponder. We'll bring it. We'll bring what the sure. bet is next week because the Super yes. Bowl is not for a while. And if anybody's listeners have suggestions, let us know. We'll take them yes. into consideration. Let us know. It can be anything. You can yes propose anything, and we will take. We you know what we'll do. We'll if we get some good submissions, we'll take the best submission, and that's what we'll do. Like the yelling bomb in an airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we'll raise funds for the get out of jail money. Exactly. Or get out of Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. Heard the waves are sick. Um, (laughs) Well, there we go. There's our sports update uh, with the NFL. And uh, and now we have a debate. mm -hmm. Are you ready for this debate? Oh, I'm ready. So the State of the Union, it had to be delayed because of uh, all the chaos that happened with the Repubs. And so it is. It has been announced that uh, Joe Biden will be giving the State of the Union on February seventh. So the debate is, Rohit, do you think this State of the Union will be a success or a disaster? Everyone knows uh, our president has a as a invisible disability, as a stutter, and uh, sometimes he stumbles his words. So, Rohit, do you think this State of the Union will be a disaster or a success? I think you're going to, it depends on who you ask. If you ask a right-leaning person, it's going to be pretty much the equivalent of (laughs) Gumby up there, um, not knowing where he's standing. And if you ask a uh, a left person, it'll be the equivalent of Xerxes um, maintaining his might over uh you know over ancient greece and i think the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle um because i think that we have seen positive uh you know we've seen positive job growth we've seen positive uh uh, stock market growth recently um inflation is still awful but there's only so many things but we are seeing some positive things i think we're gonna we're gonna hear from those regardless though it's still gonna be pure comedy because it's just gonna be a bunch of people fucking standing up and clapping for shit that like should not always get standing ovations, which is like, it's just like, I find saying these so cringe because it's just standing, clapping, standing, clapping when you could just be like, oh, that's a good point. But no, it's just, it's really weird. Um, and whatever party's in power, they're always the ones standing and clapping while everybody <laughs> else is sitting. And it's just dumb and it's, it's ridiculous. And I think more than anything, it'll be funny. All right. I'll, I have a little bit of a different take. Um, I'm nervous about it. Oh. Because while I think what Biden has done and you know the bipartisan infrastructure bill, things like that, so giving money to Ukraine which in turn helps uh, job growth in the US because when you're helping with a the war, there's more jobs created even though it's government money going to uh companies in America. So like that's a big one. I think there have been we like something we never saw in the last presidency. We yet you have Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden doing speaking together on a subject that they both agree on. So we're it's a different place than we were we've been at in a while. So I think the standing and clapping will be a little better than it's been for certain pieces. And I also get worried just because sometimes Joe delivers and he the speech impediment and or the stutter and stuff seems fine. And then sometimes it doesn't. And people equate it to him losing his mind or something like that. I don't believe that. I think, uh, I think his mind is, uh, is better than mine or yours. And well, that's such so, a low bar. It's like, a low bar, but look, yeah. we're, we're, we have to start a bar somewhere. So yeah. I'm, I'm just nervous because 
just I really want him to get through it without many things to make fun of. When Trump gave his State of the Unions, the whole thing was hilarious and cringe. And there were so many things to make fun of. With this, I just hope there aren't too many uh, yeah. gaffes. So mean, I'm a Trump bit State nervous. of the Unions were high entertainment. Yeah, they were. It was basically him saying how great he was. Yeah, which is so funny, which is generally the State of the Union anyway. But he'd also he, say dumb sentences, things yeah. that didn't totally make sense. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would definitely. I don't think he would be considered a classical orator. Um, the, <laughs> the great part about Trump's State of the Unions is he turned in from like, we did this, we did this, like, to I did this. And, yeah. I, like, and it was just like, it was really funny. The um, one thing he listened to in, in school is make sure to make I statements. <laughs> yes. Take all the credit. Take People all the credit. Love that. So um, I really hope I hope it goes well. I think the administration has done a great job so far. Actually, it's probably exceeded my expectations, which is rare um, in what what's gotten done. I didn't know. I didn't think because of how uh, partisan our system is that this much would get done. So I think that there's much to tout and the country's headed in a better direction, it seems. By the uh, week, inflation is is much lower than it was even, but it's just that speaking thing. I you know what I wish, Hakeem Jeffries, the uh, minority leader in the House, is an amazing speaker. He basically kind of raps as he speaks. It's awesome. It's like these rhymes and stuff. And what I wish is, Pre President Biden would get up there and mouth the words, and it would be Hakeem Jeffries' voice. I think that would be sick. Oh God! Yeah, so it would be like lip syncing, kind of. Yeah, he'd yeah. be the like Hakeem Jeffries is the ventriloquist to Joe, or Joe is just the hype man, and he's, he's like, "Yeah, what? What? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. Um, like Hakeem Jeffries the other day, there was a quote that he when he spoke, he said, uh, "We're not here to support the rich and the shameless," and like, and then so he could say something like that, and then Biden would be like. What up? What up, Delaware? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Richies. Yeah. So, I am nervous. You think it's going to more be hilarious? I'm. I'm just nervous because I just don't want things are. It's so easy to make fun of things of like people when they make a gap. That's something everyone understands, even if it's because of uh, an invisible disability, which I'll get to later in this podcast. But I just, uh, yeah, I'm nervous. I don't want there to be any ammo. But I mean, making fun of presidential gaffes is like a tale as old as time, you know? That's also true. Yeah. Um, so so there we go. I'm curious what you all think about the State of the Union. We have about a month until it, it happens, February 7th, when everyone tunes into that for the most part. It's a big day and people listen. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and now I have my topic. Uh-huh. And... It's an interesting one. You were actually at a watch party for this, the Golden Globes, and, and an after party, too. So I watched the Golden Globes as you were there. We texted a bit. You don't you don't remember all our texts because you were so, so busy concentrating on the award show. I was in the moment. Yeah. You were in the moment. But it was so cringe. This The Golden Globes, for those who don't know, last year they took a break because they'd been accused of some i don't know what was it some racist acts some uh yeah it's just like non-inclusivity stuff like that yeah stuff like that so they expanded their voter board from like 40 to 100 people 
they added uh, people of color onto it, which is great. It's also it's a, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and there aren't that many African American countries that are big on covering Hollywood entertainment. It's just not a big uh, Hollywood entertainment isn't that big in most uh, African American countries in general. So there aren't that many reporters for it. African American countries. African African. Country. African okay. <laughs> African American. Oops, I made a gap. My State of the Union has failed. So. So what did they do? So they got a black gay comedian, Gerard Carmichael, to be the host. For those who don't know Gerard Carmichael, which is a lot of people, it was part of the, pro he's just not, he's known, but he's not known to the masses. And what he is, is more of a storyteller comedian than a like laugh out loud all the time comedian. And storytelling, when you're doing a, an award show as a host, you need to be quick with, jokes you need to get people's attention and he could was not doing that and so almost every bit when he'd do a bit no one was listening everyone was out of their seats and drinking and socializing and you could even you could barely hear him give his bit because of it and overall i thought the golden globes were just cringe because they were so woke everything seemed like it was a, a political or a statement about inclusivity and wokeism and how you uh must include 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 instead of just here's an entertaining show let's see who the best performances were so see, it I, felt very cringe to me see i wish i could relate or comment however i missed i was late to the freaking golden globes because i was working and then i um I got to this place where you get you get in, you check in, you get a shuttle and like, you know, they make sure you have your COVID screening, you get to do this whole like test, you know, PCR test and all this kind of stuff. Then, you know, they put you on a shuttle and then that shuttle then takes you from like Century City over to the Beverly Hilton. And from there you go in and like, you know, they check your wristband and your creds and then um, and then I'm walking around. I'm supposed to go to the viewing room. And I see the red carpet and they're all like wrapping up the red carpet. I'm like, oh, crap, I missed the red carpet. And I'm outside the main ballroom. Then I hear this huge standing ovation. I'm like, oh, shit, the show started. I look at my watch. It's like 526. The show started at 5. Um, and then I get down and I missed the entire monologue. And I came down. I think this is the third award. And Jennifer Coolidge was winning one of them. Uh, oh, and that was like a many awards in. Yeah, so I missed like a big chunk. I missed so much of it. And then here's the crazy part. In this viewing party, there's a lot of like random people there. Um, there's like agents, writers, and then me. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, friends and like, or like, and like really like minor, you know, Hollywood people. And again, and me. And so everybody's talking. And so what happens is like, yeah, you'll see like them, like, they're talking the entire time in the viewing areas with lots of TVs and lots of food and drinks. And the, as soon as like they're announcing like the, the, the four, like the nominees and then the winner, everybody's like silent. And then as soon as the person starts walking up stage, most often people start talking again. So like I barely even had any clue what was happening. And then I'm talking to other people. And it's pretty much, I remember it was like the golden clothes was on in the background at the viewing party. That's kind of how I, I took it. And then the after party, which was, um, you know, at the Beverly Hilton was that's where all the celebrities came down. You hear like a thunderous, like sort of stampede down the stairs from the main ballroom to the party area where we were. Um, and that's when they allowed us to finally eat the good food. Like the good food came out, like they had like, uh, like crabs legs and like they had a whole, like, uh, like they had a lot of really good food and, you know, obviously a 10 year moe on just flowing like water and it was great, but like the really, but you're good on food, dry January. So you didn't have any. 
no comment. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, it was, and it was the thing is I, I was eating so much food. I was so full that I'm having trouble remembering, you know, everybody who I saw or a lot of what happened, um, you know, cause I ate a lot of food. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, but it was, it was fun. So I can't even comment on the actual show cause I have really no idea who won. All well, I, I feel... think you at least compliment what I'm saying. If yeah. the host, I've been to a few of these kinds of things, like viewing party things for shows and, mm-hmm. uh, if the host is good, people pay attention more. If the show is good, people pay attention a bit more. This yeah. is, and if no one was paying attention, really, that's pretty. Uh, that's not a good sign. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Um, yeah. Again, like I said, I didn't hear one word Jared Carmichael had to say because everybody was talking. So I wish I could even comment on that. But yeah, all right. Way, so I get yeah. no hope from this. It just was a, a pretty. Mis- it was a cringeworthy experience to watch this. No, no. The hope you get is that I had a great time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great time at the Golden Globes and that's your hope for it. All right. Thank you. Well, moving on. Yeah. Moving on to uh, transitioning from the Golden Globes about movies and TV to our hopeless TV section where you have a, uh, a big topic. Yes, and this is going to be a big topic for a very in a very short amount of time. And I just want to talk about the movie Babylon. Aaron, have you had a chance to see it yet? I wanted to, but I haven't yet. And, I've also and heard very mixed. Very, yes, yes. I think it's got like a fifty-something on Rotten Tomatoes and whatever. We, you know, we, you and I have many conversations about we cannot trust often the critic score in Rotten Tomatoes or you know or, or audience score because of whatever reason. But uh, the movie is directed by Jamie Chazelle, the guy that did La La Land, but he's also done some horror and everything in the past. He did um, Whiplash too, which was he did Whiplash, fun, which won awards too. Yes, that one, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard that was really good. Um, the 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 movie itself was three hours and 20 minutes or so. Um, it was really long. Um, a big chunk of the movie was just one party scene, which is like almost like a single camera. Uh, for Without most giving of it. too many spoilers. Yes, and so not giving spoilers, but the whole, I, what I I really love the movie. Hmm. Um, and I want to use this as my hopeless review because I think that people aren't going to give it a fair chance because of the length and because of the reviews. Um, and because maybe they not be, might be able to accept what the movie's supposed to be. And I'm not spoiling anything, but the movie is an excess to Hollywood. It's an homage to the excess of Hollywood and the 1920s, you know, during the roaring 20s, like, you know, where everybody was partying and Hollywood took it to a whole new level. And it tells this story through a few different characters and their comeuppance or their, you know, or where they are at the top. Um, and I thought it was lovely. And I thought like the whole movie was various like it was it was easily a three-part movie um you know uh, a three-act movie and but each of those broke each of the acts was broken up into homages to different genres of film from action to musical to horror to you know suspense and spy and you know i thought that was really brilliantly done and i thought like the idea of Hollywood excess was, and just the, an homage to it was really great. There were some corny parts that weren't needed in certain areas, uh, especially towards the end. But my hopelessness is that this movie is going to not do that great because people are scared of, you know, these things. But I think it's an artful, really beautiful homage to Hollywood. Um, and it's kind of dark at times, but it's highly entertaining for every second. And the main music is amazing. And I hope people watch it. All right. Well, I have hope because I was, Am I going to watch this? Am I not? Am I? And I and I will. Now I'll go see it, and I'll I'll bring my review back. 
awesome. And it's, and it's probably better in the theaters just because it was like truly made to be seen in a cinema with the sound and with the bigness of it. And like, it's meant to be a total silver screen experience. Um, so if you can, I would try and see it in movies. I will. Yeah. I will take you. And uh, thank you for that hope. I, I always like hope for what movies to go see. Yeah. And so moving on to our guest, the BTS, we always do this segment about our favorite K-pop group, BTS. And I have a, a big guess the BTS for you, Rohit. Can you guess it? Yes. Well, and I even have a hint. The hint is game time. This is going to be an easy one. Um, I think one of the BTS guys is going to get into or is getting into uh, game streaming. Um, probably Twitch or something or YouTube, whatever, but he's going to have, he, or he's been gaming. He's getting a huge following. And, you know, since like the, in the, you know, since they broke up, you know, some went to war, some went solo. I think this BTS member has a game streamer career. That's already going to be making them so much money. Am I right? No. Fuck. <laughs> but I like it. So BTS rapper Suga uh-huh. was at, a Laker game. Mm-hmm. I hate the Lakers. And it was there was a, a viral picture of him sipping a beer at a Laker game. And people wondered, because I guess he was a fan of the Golden State Warriors. And people wondered if he is now a Laker fan or a Mavericks fan, because the Lakers were playing the Mavericks and uh, Luka Doncic, the star of the Mavericks, probably the MVP this year in the NBA, is uh they were seen talking to each other and dad, they dabbed each other. <laughs> so, Shit. uh, so yes, you're wrong, but one drinking beer. I like it. I like that. These guys are kind of finding their own, uh, their own way and just being able to hang out. They're obviously mega celebrities. So they get to, now they get to just chill and drink and was he doing, in. was he doing Homer Simpson burps? Like, I hope you know, so. where his lips are like, like from the sidelines. Yeah. I sure hope so. That would be funny. He was yeah. definitely courtside, of course. Yeah. So I, uh, that's our, that's our news that, uh, that <laughs> Eddie, oh, he was also, uh, he also, I guess, went to a Golden State Warriors. Oh, Steph Curry gave him a jersey a while ago. So he was, that's why. But that's our guest, the BTS. You got it wrong once again, Rohit. And uh, now we get to do some Hope in 60. Yeah. Oh, all right. And here's where we take, uh, you know, 30 seconds to state a problem. The other person brings us hope. Um, I will kick off this week's. Um, I've got one and it's titled Field. And here we go. So the USC, University of Southern California, um, has announced that they will no longer use the word field because field is now racist. Um, what? Yes. And uh, Susan Dwarak Peck um this the school social work uh sorry susan dwarak peck uh i guess i don't know if it's a school or a person but they said it's critical to support anti-racist social work inclusivity because the removing the word field mentioning in any classroom or from any of its practice you can't even say i'm in the i'm in the biology field right they're saying Why? because they're saying the idea of going into the field or field work people might think of that when they hear field and that has connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers um that might make them uh might feel have non-benign connotations so this is a bunch of white people saying well you know we can't say the word field because brown people are, are going to get uh feel that is racist and so yes i need hope all right i have eight seconds you can you can go beyond. i won't even use all of them fuck them <laughs> that's my hope fuck yeah. them yes this is nonsense people who are going to this degree are 
stupid and idiotic and they should be canceled for their racist views. Yes. I hope they buy the, the, uh, the, it is honestly, it's racist to have that, to think that lowly of black and brown people to say, oh man, if those people probably hear the word field, they're probably going to think of slavery. Like to think that that is what is going through people's minds when they're just trying to get an education and learn just like everyone else. But no, they have to like, it actually, I'm seeing a lot of like brown and black people being like, are you kidding me? Like, like this is, it's dumb. Um, the, uh, yeah, another bit of hope maybe is that the, you know, the, the donors, maybe they lose some donors, um, or, you know, certain people change their fields of study, um, and Ooh. take them in other schools. But yeah, that's come ridiculous. on, yeah, come on. It's... And also just, that's like, say like canceling the word camp because of concentration camps. Yeah. It's like, Oh, what if a Jewish person hears this? They're going to break down in shambles because they are wholly incapable of processing a word camp that has a million connotations that like that it's, it's insulting. You know, absolutely insulting. Yeah. It's racist in the other way. Yep. And uh, screw that. So, yeah. all right. That's all right. my hope. And now and for you, you, you are. One. Yes, let's go. I feel hopelessness because Andy Dick, mega celebrity, star of such movies as I forget, is, <laughs> is, is uh, was arrested again. He gets arrested like all the time for public intoxication and failure to re register as a sex offender. And I had a, a moment with Andy Dick once at a place called Bar Lubitsch here. And he actually did se like sexually harass me at the bar and kind of touched me inappropriately. <laughs> and, stuff. and I still think, come on, like, why, what is wrong with this? Like, come on, this just sucks. I, I'm, I'm rooting for you, Andy Dick. Yeah, I mean, a world without Andy Dick harassing every single person is a world that just I wouldn't recognize anymore because as long as I've been alive and known about Andy Dick, he's been Hollywood's like serial harasser. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I don't mean to laugh about these things, but it's just it's so ridiculous. It's just like without Andy Dick, I think I don't know. You just you just lose a lot of what. It's um, a story. I have that, that story yeah. to tell. Yeah, uh, I have that story to tell of when he uh, like started rubbing my back. Yes, he <laughs> he, he harasses a lot of men. A lot, yeah. probably women too. Now that we think about it, and um, both. He's a yeah. he's a serial harasser. Yeah. So uh, I feel hope because I, I long live Andy Dick <laughs> <laughs> and all his great cinema that he's done. <laughs> <laughs> a seminal force in the a industry. Seminal, a yeah. seminal force. I, th yeah. I heard next year he's up for the lifetime achievement for the Golden Globes. Oh yeah, or maybe he gets a seminal force award. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, it's time to wrap up the show. We have a submission. We usually have pretty negative submissions that are filled with uh, sort of mean things. But guess what, Rohit? What do we got, Aaron? We have a, a, a positive submission from Mutina Sibs. I, forgot, I didn't write down where he's from. He said, I have just started following you. I think you are doing an amazing job. Please keep it up. Well, damn, I wasn't expecting that. And I just Googled Mutina Sibs. No name comes up. So maybe our only positive mail we're getting is possibly by people on the dark web that are too afraid to be, <laughs> you know, public with their love of us. Um, 
or you know or it's a bot but regardless mutina if you're listening and i'm just you know playing around thank you for saying that um and we really really appreciate um our many listeners like you we know you're not the only one that likes us we've got pretty good reviews we got a 4.8 aggregate review in uh in itunes um which which reminds me mutina and everyone else listening please uh subscribe put the stars up write a review anything you want we it will take five seconds for you to do it and that five seconds means at least five minutes of happiness for us yes and might even help us secure a new sponsor so yeah we're, yeah well let's 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 help us get there um but yeah then, thanks mutina yay mutina yeah. and finally we end our show with hope fulfilled and it's a personal thing for me uh the i am able foundation i am able foundation.org um which is my uh foundation that that i founded that we have a great team running it, and this past week we uh, we secured a a, a a nice grant. We won a a, a grant, and I'm uh, very excited for what's to come with this. It's about squashing stigmas for people with invisible differences, so that everyone can be treated as equals together in our society, not just because you learn in one way. And I'm really excited for what's to come in 2023, and I'm very grateful right now of. Uh, of what we've uh, we, what we've been doing in the last in the last number of weeks to get more uh, more awareness, and I really think it's a great cause. I believe in it wholeheartedly from the bottom of my heart. And so, IamAbleFoundation.org, go check it out, or IamAbleFDN, or is the hashtag for uh, socials. So, yeah, really, really honored and excited, and I just I feel a lot of uh, fulfillment from that. I've talked about this foundation on the show before, yeah, and it's. Uh, Great. And it's a beautiful way to bring visibility to invisible disabilities because oftentimes people are too afraid to talk about it, but there is power in discussion and an awareness. They're really, that's well said, Rohit. So, so thank you um, for everyone listening this week. We've, uh, we've covered it all next week. We'll, we'll bring you more uh, hope and hopelessness. And uh, until next time, I'm Aaron Wolf. And and me, I'm Rohit Thawani. Um, oh yeah, yes. You can follow me at Vohit for Rohit with a number four in the middle, and you can follow my boy Aaron at the Aaron Wolf because there is no other Aaron Wolf that's worth following or knowing. You have to follow the Aaron Wolf. Yes, there's only one, and then Hopeless Show podcast or the Hopeless Show on all socials. So until next time, until next week, thank you for listening. We really, really do appreciate from the bottom of our hearts all our listeners, and until next week. Bye. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a hopeless show, 